Blog Talk Radio. It's that time again, folks. Broadcasting live with his tin cans and a brand new string from a top old smoky. It's Ben, the king of wiener slingers, with a fancy co-host with important guests and the best answers a third grade education can buy. All for you. Sponsored by Mobile Food Vendors Association, Ben'sCarts.com, Whiskey by the Jug and Donuts. You are so in for a treat today. But if I told you now, I'd have to kill you. So stay tuned. Ben's as nervous as a long-tailed cat in a room full of rocking chairs. Stand by. He's downing his last glass of liquid courage. And he'll be live in 30 seconds. Want to save even more money? Build your own professional hot dog cart. Save over $1,000. Buildacart.com. Buildacart.com. Good evening, everyone, and good afternoon, and good morning to those that are on the other side of the planet from us. We are broadcasting live tonight from the Great Smoky Mountains, and I am um, I'm having a good week. We've um, had a good weekend, and we have a lot to cover. Um, we wanted to kind of theme this show around a certain topic, and but I wanted to first get um, some thanks out of the way. One, um, Rob Harper, the gentleman that's made the kick-butt ads that you've heard, um, has submitted some more stuff, and he's got a special uh, surprise tonight for us. Um, We also have, um, there's been two different incidents, one I tweeted about um, this week, where within the last seven days, a city has refused a vendor. Um, In this case, it was two vendors, two different states, two different cities. And those vendors were allowed to, um, after they showed the PDF from IJ, the Institute for Justice, were allowed to begin vending again. Um, one made news, and I tweeted that article. So if you don't know what that's about, you can go um, to learnhotdogs.com, the blog, and type in um, justice, the word justice, and you'll see several articles about IJ. One of those contains that PDF. It would be something good to put in your um, file on your computer so that you could print off or email to the powers that be if you're struggling with a certain city. I know that a lot of us have and will continue um, until we um, get uneducated. The gist of all that is is that any restriction against vendors in particular is a violation of your constitutional rights, U.S. Constitutional Bill of Rights. And so that's what that's about. I'm not going to get into all that tonight, but I wanted to share that with you. I thought it was great news. Um, I also have, I think we have Jason on the line tonight and Rob. I want to make sure everybody's here. Are you here tonight? Yes, sir. All right. Um, Rob, is that you? You got it, my friend. All right. Well, how was y'all's week? Very good. Lovely, lovely, lovely. I'm just uh, busy as a one-legged man in a, uh, a butt-kicking contest. So. 
Well, I don't know if y'all saw it, but on the blog this week, um, well, yesterday we did Make Yourself Stand Out. Um, it's an article with videos of different vendors making themselves stand out. It's kind of cool. My favorite was the cotton candy vendor who danced to Michael Jackson music and did some that amazing stuff with cotton candy. That was phenomenal. I thought that was just brilliant. Um, and I'm trying to find him so I can um, talk to him on the show. But I thought that was just neat as heck. Um, let's see. For those listening in for the first time or for the second or 50th, um, the guest call-in line, you can call in during the show and ask questions, is 424-258-9364. You also, if you would like to chat with other vendors while the show is going on, you can go to benscarts.com forward slash live. That's benscarts.com forward slash live. Um and get over there and um, talk to a bunch of the doggers. I think there's, well, 13 people in there right now. So, um, and I don't know if the chat room is open over at MFDA. That may be as well. I know last week they had some problems. We've got to figure out a chat room where it works for everyone. They tweaked on mine this week so that it would work with Firefox and um, Google Chrome. It was already working with Internet Explorer, so... Hopefully, more people will be able to get in there. Um, anyway, that's benscarts.com forward slash live if you want to join in the chat. You don't have to do anything. You just start typing, I'm pretty sure. The um, Tonight, we're going to cover um, after you get a cart, now what? And... The reason for this is because I, I base this off of the calls I get, and I know Jason gets calls and Rob gets calls, and a lot of us get calls that people want help or they're on forums asking. A lot of people will go search the web and and see the hype, the ex, enormous amounts of hype about hot dog vending about how you can make millions and um, all from the comfort of your own couch. All you need is a hot dog cart, and you can make money. And it's like anything. If you put it, you know, far enough down the road, um, it almost never it, – it, the closer it gets, the more daunting the task becomes. So we wanted to talk about what do you do if you are in that situation? You bought a cart, and now you're kind of overwhelmed. Like, oh, my gosh, what do I do now? And we're going to tackle some of those issues that come up, commissaries cities that don't allow cards um, and kind of go through those tonight. So that was the plan tonight. If you have any questions, feel free to call in at 424-258-9364 and we'll be right back. In this corner, vending from a big dog cart from the fighting town of Surveyorville, it's Ben on HDVR Hot Dog Vendor Radio. Tune in Tuesday nights at 8.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time for the very best hot dog vendor information. Call in live at 424-258-9364. That's 424-258-9364. For more information, go to LearnHotDogs.com. That's LearnHotDogs.com. And we're back on the live on Hot Dog Vendor Radio. This show is sponsored by the Mobile Food Vendor Association's Ben's Carts and LearnHotDogs.com. 
and all of the partners in Mobile Food Vendor Association, which I hear there could possibly be some new partners and sponsors. Is this true, Jason? Yeah, we're, uh, we're getting there. i got one uh hope to have wrapped up. Uh, I probably can tell you guys what it is if you want. You want me, you want me to fill them yeah, in? Yeah, yeah, let's fill them in. Okay. Um, basically, I've been looking around, and, you know, with my trailer, uh, air conditioning won't work. You know, it just won't keep up. So looking for ideas for keeping a little cool. And uh came across these... Uh, Basically, it's like a bandana that you drop into water, and I'll have to get the link so I can post it up for you guys. Uh, once they go into cold water, like ice water, you leave them in there for about 15 minutes. You take them out, and they've swollen, and you can tie it around your neck or head. And uh, it's for hours, and then they're rechargeable. All you do is just drop it back in the water 10, 15 minutes, and it recharges, and you just wring out the little excess water and then put it on your neck or up on your head like a bandana. And... Uh, we were able to strike a deal with the manufacturer. Uh, the product's called Cool Cool Downs, D-O-W-N-Z, and it's from Hotheads. I don't know if Brian's listening right now, but it's uh, Hotheads uh, over in northeast Philadelphia, and it's Heads, H-E-A-D-Z. And uh, we wound up getting a deal for uh, 10% off of wholesale. So they're probably going to come in at about two and a quarter. Um, one, you can use them. Two, you can sell them. A lot of us are in areas that have guys that are working, whether it be landscaping, roofers, you know, whatever, and uh, even people working in the kitchens inside. And you can sell them for anywhere from mid-fours to seven. So I'll get that link, and I'll post it up in the chat room here. That is awesome. Yeah, I don't see Brian um, tonight. Um, he's our link master, and um, hopefully he'll he'll join us. He may be over at the other chat room. I'm not sure. I know this chat room is um, steadily growing, but it's um, I don't see him yet. Okay. Wrong. Any news? Rob, Rob, Rob. Sorry, I was trying to hit the mute button. I was pushing the wrong <laughs> button. Uh, it's funny you mentioned the uh, topic of the show. I was literally trying to not rush somebody out of my uh, driveway, but a gentleman local, um, has done exactly what you're talking about the show. And I invited him over to my house. I was trying to help him out with some things. He's bought a hot dog cart. Matter of fact, he's been sitting on it for six months. And he got frustrated back some time ago and was going to sell it. And that's how I actually knew the guy. I was considering buying the cart and just adding it to my lineup of carts I got. And um, so anyway, he decided, I found out, he said, well, man, I decided not to sell the cart, this, that, and the other, which was fine. So I hadn't heard from him in a while, and I decided to go over there. I'm interested in buying another cart, so I slip on over to his house. He's not too far from me, and pull in his driveway, and he's home, and his cart's still there. I said, good, maybe he'll be able to sell it. He said, man, I'm glad you come by. I forgot your number. I lost my iPhone, this, that, and the other. He said, I need some help. He said, I'm wanting to get started. And he said, I'm running into some issues. And it's just like you talk about. They've got the cart, and the girl, I was his girlfriend that's going to help him with the cart, she was like, i got to go through all that. And it's just the little things start adding up quickly towards and that's the way they're feeling. So it's ironic that the show's titled that because literally they were just in my driveway. I was trying to get, look, i got to be on the radio in 30 minutes, so I'm trying to get them out of here. But uh, nice folks, and, and they're doing exactly like the show's titled, um, the topic of the show, where they've already got the cart, 
I mean, they got a super nice cart, and they're sitting here with the final little details, and they're getting frustrated by health departments that are saying, well, you got to have a sneeze guard. Oh, no, you can't have a grill. The other person says, oh, you can have a grill, but it has to be this. And just the little things, you know, commissaries and all that stuff, and they're just trying to tie all the loose ends together to finally go forward. So I'm going to help them out and help them out with location and all that. But that's about all I got. Uh, uh, so I'm kind of primed and ready to go for the show, ironically, just because of the situation that happened today. So. Well, that worked out great. Um, yep. Because um, now that that's fresh on your on your mind, it'll help us all as we um, go through these. The um, What I hear a lot is, um, you know, where do I start? Um, you know, county you've got county licenses, city license, state license, and it and it seems like an uphill battle and it's really not that bad. Um and I wanted to, to run through some of these real quick with you. Most cities or and counties and or it's kind of an and or deal, um, require you to have some type of vendor permit. This is not your health department, this is not permitting your cart, this is permitting you to be in business in the city or county in which you live, or both. The, some cities do not require one if you have a county license and vice versa. You will need to check with your city county license um, office. You can go to the city clerk. You can call the city information line. You can even call the chamber of commerce in your town, and they should be able to tell you and direct you to the right people. Now, state license... There's two different things to tell you about there. Typically, you will need a state license to be in business. Now, that's if you want to buy without paying tax when you purchase. So if you're going to collect tax from the public or you're going to buy buy stuff, um, supplies, and the stuff that your your consumers are going to eat, then most states have a rule that if you're in business for profit, you need a tax number. This does not mean you have to be incorporated. It does not mean you have to go get an LLC and and pay hundreds of dollars to form a corporation or anything like that. There's cheaper ways around it, but anyone can open a business in their state as a sole proprietor. That's one of those constitutional laws. So you can open as an individual. There are drawbacks to opening as an individual, but there's also some pros when you're just getting started and you don't have the money to spend to get going um, or at least enough money to incorporate and do all these different things. So if you start off as a sole proprietor, um, which basically means you're um, Ben Hinklebotham doing business as, you know, Hillbilly Hot Dogs or, um, you know, Sam Sausage, or whatever you want to call your business. But the business is still you. You're an entity, um, an individual doing business as this. And so when you go to your city, county office to get a business license, you'll go, hey, I'm a sole proprietor, and you would mark that on the form, and you would mark, um, it may say something like DBA. Um, And that's for doing business as. Just put in that information. Now, the other, um, I guess, benefit to doing that is it's quicker to get started and you can claim about everything that you do in relation to that business because it um, 
It's all you, one person. The drawbacks are is the federal government has set up tax rules that aid businesses because they feel like you're an asset to the community, you provide um, something, some service of some kind, and then you collect taxes for them. And so, therefore, they have additional benefits by incorporating. But the nice part is, is you can start off as a sole proprietor and three months down the road or six months down the road or even right before the end of the year, you can change it over to an LLC or an ink or an anything. Um, you can change it to a partnership with you and your wife. You can do numerous things. Now, we cannot give tax advice or anything like that on the show. None of us are tax specialists or licensed taxed anything. So all we can tell you is give you some um, ideas of what people do and what we do and tell you what has worked best for us. The By doing that, by waiting till later to incorporate, and depending on what type of incorporation you're going to do, you may want to seek the advice of not may. You will want to seek the advice of an accountant or a very um, well-trained bookkeeper. A lot of people also think that, okay, I need to get an LLC. I need to get um, the my tax number. Well, the tax number is a is an, a must, I believe. You need a tax number, which allows you to go to Sam's or call Cisco up and set up an account, even if it's a cash um, on delivery account, a COD account. That way, you have um, you don't have to pay tax twice because even if you pay tax when you buy it, when you sell it by law, at least in all the states that I know of. They require you to still pay tax. So you don't want to pay tax twice. So when you buy it, you don't want to pay tax by using your sales reseller ID. They call it here in Tennessee. Uh, I, I guess it's named different in different states. But that will get you through the licensing end of it. If you have any questions about that as we go, put it in the chat or call in to 424-258-9364. If you're listening, the chat room is at benscarts.com forward slash live. Rob or Jason, do you have anything to add to the county, state, city likes and stuff? Uh, other than uh, don't take no for an answer from your first uh, contact, you know, like a lot of you guys have seen, you know, you speak to one and they don't know what they're doing or they make it up as they go along. And, you know, sometimes you need a phone call from somebody at the MFVA or, or Ben or Rob or somebody to call in and things can change for you. So don't don't take the first no as a definite. There's always ways around or, you know, something. So just uh, be persistent. And and also keep in mind that we haven't discussed yet your health department license, your health permit. But if you go to your city county and build them and they go, well, we don't allow vendors in town. That's something you can tackle, and I'll cover a little of that. It's in the blogs, and we've talked about it on other radio shows. Um, so feel free to delve into any of those and find the information you need there. But the gist is is that doesn't exclude you from doing business in your town because you could still work as a caterer. You could go to a private party. You could go into town and work for a car dealer at some point for his big grand opening. There's certain loopholes involved there. And there's also loopholes with charities. So there's quite a bit of room, wiggle room, even on the cities like mine who say no vendors, period. Um, even though it's illegal what they've said, it 
um, until it gets fought, um, it's not um, – it, right now we just can't do it. But there's little loopholes that allow you to. Mobile Food Vendors Association, mymfva.org. If you like specials and freebies and discounts off carts from the leading manufacturers, you need to check out mymfva.org. You can get discounts on everything you will need to run a successful business. They'll even tell you where you can buy all those necessities at the absolute lowest price. For more details, visit mymfva.org. We now return you live to Hot Dog Vendor Radio with Ben and Rob. Hey, folks, we are working on, I saw somebody had posted that we're real loud on the commercials, and I apologize. There, there's settings that I can change in there, but um, last week I heard that um, some of them you couldn't hear. So I'm trying to turn them down as we go. Um, it's just a little more time-consuming than I thought um, to change the volumes on each one. So I'll do the best I can, and hopefully you can bear with me, and I'll try to have them, the rest of them turned down enough that they don't blow your eardrums out when you turn them when we go to a commercial. Um, Rob, I don't know if you're listening. Did you have anything you wanted to add before we moved on from the licensing part of the business licenses and um, tax stuff other than the um, – you know, obviously I haven't covered any of the health department stuff. No, I mean, the only thing I will say is, you know, a lot of people operate in multiple cities. So they'll operate, you know, one county and then maybe go to another one the next day or whatever. They operate outside of, say, where they live or and or health department permitted. Depends on where you're setting up. I wouldn't get too awful concerned. Uh, I'm never telling anybody to go around rules or regulations, but I will say this. If you are setting up on a private piece of property, i.e. a business or whatever, you know, would I go and buy a vendor's license for every state or every city that I'm setting up in? No, and I don't. If they would ever say anything, now if I'm trying to get a location at the downtown courthouse, yeah, I'm going to have to have all my little ducks in a row. You know what I mean? The permits, the city permits, the vendor permit, the peddler's permit, whatever it is they require. But if I'm setting up at a Again, a car dealership or something like that or um, a junkyard or whatever. Do I worry too much about getting a permit in that in particular town every time? No, I don't. Um, Again, they may say something. They may not. Um, But sometimes it's called a privilege license. And a lot of times they want you to have a privilege license in every city or town you operate in. Um, Again, kind of look at it and play it by ear. Uh, and see where you're setting up and see if you think it's necessary. <coughs> I'd hate for somebody to go, say, hey, well, I'd like to go set up in this town, spend $100 on a privilege permit, <coughs> spend a week over there, excuse me, Ben, you're spend fine. a week over there and decide, hey, this location is not going to work. So, again, you may want to test the waters a little bit uh, before you go out and spend a bunch of money on a bunch of privilege permits in all these towns. And before I choke to death, I'll let you uh, take over from there. <laughs> Good God. I'm sorry. Whoa. The, um, well, yeah, drink you some lemonade or something with a little bit of bourbon in it. Uh, yeah, I wanted to, to move on. Let's move on to the to the health department, and we could spend days on the health department stuff, and I'm going to try to run through it first. But this is your next step 
in getting started is the health department. It's your next step in getting the um, getting legal to work because the first thing you'll find is a officer or the health department themselves will pull up and go, hey, let me see your um, health permit. What that means is you've been approved to use the equipment that you have to serve food to the public, and that's an important step. It's um, it's a it's a must in every state except for certain conditions with events. Um, you can go state to state and work under somebody's umbrella permit, like an event coordinator or something like that. In most cases, but um, or a charitable event, something like that. So. Where you need to go for that is you can go over to mymfda.org, and they have a list of the health departments in the states around the country. You also can just do a search on Google um, and find those, or you can just call your friendly neighborhood health department or environmental office and tell them, say, where would I get a restaurant permit? They may not understand hot dog cart permits. So they will understand if you just say, hey, I've got a restaurant I want to open. Who do I need to contact? And you'll find the right person. And then once you find them, say, I have a hot dog cart and would like to get a permit and wanted to find out what I need to do. Now, if you've already bought a cart, it's not always good to do that. It's almost never good to do that. You always want to get your cart pre-approved with the schematics and stuff to do that. If you already have a cart and don't have the schematics, Get the schematics, which are just the blueprints on the cart, before you call the health department. There's no need to give it to them. Um, some of them will call that a plan review. They'll say, tell us what your plan is with your business. Um, a plan review can be a handwritten deal showing your cart schematics. If you do not have cart schematics and you cannot find any and the manufacturer isn't available or is out of business or whatever. Um, if you'll email me a picture, I can usually tell you which manufacturer built it. If I can't find it, we can always, um, you know, you can draw it. You can use a paint program and or you can just hand draw it out. Not to perfect scale, but all the components and features and list those on the drawing. That way, your health department puts that in a file and goes, this is what their card has. Here's where it met our state codes or county codes, and and they're good to go. Um, some states require some outrageous fees to do that first. They a plan review in California, in I think it's L.A. Um, is seven hundred and forty dollars just for the plan review. Um, it's not typically that way across the country, but um, it will get it will get better as far as as these rules change and as we, they find rules that are, um, I guess, antagonistic towards vendors, those rules will get changed because they were put in place to limit vendors. So that's your next step, to make sure you can get that card approved. Um, I would probably do that before I even got a business license, before I spent a dime any more than the card you already have. Get the cart pre-approved or at least get the ball rolling. Um, remember this. Your health department's personnel work for you. They're paid for by tax dollars. 
Um, so they're typically, not in every case, but they're for the most part, state and county or state employees working in your county. Um, so double check that and get on a, you know, name, know your name basis with your local health inspector. That will be, um, hopefully you'll get somebody like, um, who was it, the Larry the Cable guy did, the county health inspector guy, and you won't have any um, any trouble. <laughs> he'll, he'll, he'll be lenient. Most of the case, they don't need to be lenient. They, they, most of them don't know the rules. If you're in an area where you've never seen a hot dog cart before, except on TV, then your health inspector probably hadn't either, and he probably doesn't know the rules, and it is very easy for them to misunderstand them, misquote them, um, and misinterpret them. So the best way around that is to, if they tell you something like, oh, your cart has to have seven-foot deep sinks, it's got to have a diving board that's 12-foot long, and painted around the edges yellow. If you get something crazy that they tell you you need, like mosquito netting over the cart, Ask them to show you where in the code it states this. Um, I just did another one in Texas with a lady who's not a customer of mine or anything, but she had bought a used cart, and it was a home-built cart, and they were giving her ring around the rosy treatment, and they couldn't show her the proof, though, of where they'd come up with these these rules. So she ended up getting approved um, by the skin of her teeth because there was a few sketchy details. But... Bottom line is, is always ask them to show you, um, and don't do it uh, like tough, like, oh, you yeah, show me that. I would do it calmly and ask politely, do you care to give me a copy of that or tell me where I can find that exact code? Don't just give me the code, because that can be 1,200 pages long. Um, Tennessee's code is over 1,500 pages, so you want to know where it is exactly. Um we're not lawyers, and, and we shouldn't have to um, learn the legalese. We just want to be shown where it, where it states this. So do that. That would be your next step. And um, and it, it, the rest of it's going to be um, downhill. Um, that's typically a challenge. There's another challenge coming up we're going to discuss. Um, in just a few seconds, we'll, um, we'll get on with that and, and see where we can go. Want to do this right? Want to succeed and faster than most? Take advantage of LearnHotDogs.com and all it has to offer. Then check out Ben's free video training. And then head on over to Hot Dog Vendor Radio. It's all free. So get on over and start growing the knowledge. You're listening to Hot Dog Vendor Radio with Ben and Rob. A long time ago... In a galaxy far, far away. Yeah, welcome to the Space Dog Cantina. Can I take your order? Yeah, uh, two Space Dogs with ketchup. Did you say ketchup? Uh, yeah. You need to go to learnhotdogs.com hey, and learn about out. Space Dog Etiquette. Hey, easy. Plus, you can watch the free training videos. I'll go. Link to the radio show. Radio and show. And check out the selection of used cars they have. Used cars? You can also sign up and earn points and get free stuff. Free stuff? Yeah. You think I paid for all this stuff? LearnHotDogs.com. The best wiener website in the galaxy. Yep. 
They're too sexy for their carts. It's Ben and Rob on HDVR Hot Dog Vendor Radio. Well, we are back, folks. Um, um, what y'all think of the Space Cantina? <laughs> that was hysterical. <laughs> Rob is a genius, um, and, and and we like you too, Rob. But um, Rob right. Harper is um, amazing um, at his art of of this um, producing these um, commercials for us. And for that, I, I thank you, and I hope you're listening tonight. We appreciate it a bunch. Um, you make this the show almost um, professional. In fact, it's the only professional thing on the show. So we appreciate the help. Um, let's. Um, did y'all have anything you wanted to add to that um, before we move on? Well, when you were talking about plan review, I mean, here with us in Montgomery County, Pennsylvania, it's 18 pages, whether you're mobile or stick and brick, and I think it was 245 is the uh, fee. So yeah, it varies place to place, and up here you can't do anything without it. So basically, a um, something put in place to discourage vendors or discourage yeah. business overall. Well, yes, yeah, I'd say discourage business. I mean, they're just uh, you know we refer to them here as the health Nazis. They're, they're just absolutely horrendous to deal with. Well, Ben, you know, here in North Carolina, we, me and you have battled this many a times. You've battled it trying to, you know, people call you for advice and or selling a card or whatever. And just recently, I mean, these people that came to my house uh, today um, said, uh, you know, they repeated some of the same things that we know not to be correct. They said, you know, the local health department said, oh, it has to be NSF. No ifs, hands, or buts, but ain't NSF, don't bring the card down here. Well, that's wrong. Um, and they should have not told them that. And I know that they know that that's wrong. They've been told. Um, they also said no grill. Well, that's wrong too, and they know that's wrong because uh, I know they've been told that. But yet this stuff keeps getting repeated and still the same issues and so forth. It's kind of like Jason said earlier, don't take no for an answer. And, Again, like you said, show it to me in writing. Show me why I can't have a grill. Show me where it says that it has to be NSF, uh, the entire cart. I understand if you want me to have NSF utensils or NSF pans or what have you, but show me where it says it has to be all NSF, the entire cart. Right. Um, so, again, you know, these health inspectors, for whatever reason, I'm not quite figured it out. Um, the one local here near me about the grill their reasoning was, now this was her wording, that I said, well, explain to me why I can't have a grill. She says, well, if you look at the rules, it says specifically that you can only serve hot dogs from a hot dog cart. I said, okay, I got you. <laughs> what does that have to do with a grill? She says, well, with a grill, you could cook other things, like hamburgers or whatever. And we had a guy one time serving hamburgers and tacos off his cart. And I said, well, okay, I hear you, but a steam table with steam pans, you know, it's metal on fire contact. I can cook gumbo. I can cook barbecue. I can cook whatever. It has nothing to do. I said, if I'm in violation, you come up to my cart for an inspection, I'm cooking hamburgers, I'm in violation. That has nothing to do with a grill or not, you know. And even in the rule book, it says nothing about um, – 
the cart with no grill, or you can't cook hot dogs by a grill. If you, you know what I'm saying. So again, you're going to get this, and you'll get variations. Again, we talk about mobile food vending. We talk about being permitted in one county, maybe working in another, and or visiting another county um, to do a job or, or trying to test the waters for a different location. And you get over there, and that health inspector says, "Oh no, you can't have the grill." But yet the other one, uh, the other county, just across the river or across the county line, said you can. So you're going to get variations of sometimes interpretations of these rules from county to county, even though that's not supposed to happen. If that does happen, it's like me and Ben talked about, stay professional. Um, you know, again, ask where it's written. And if you have to, everybody um, has a place that they answer to. Uh, most all these counties answer to state regulations that's put forth by the state. And when that happens, the state usually has a headquarters where you can call their uh, main health uh, uh, department area and um, get them to, uh, you know, get to the bottom of what this health inspector told you. Right. So that's my little input right. with some of this. Well, um, I I think, um, I mean, that's good advice, Rob, and it, it happens daily. North Carolina has been a, a nightmare um, for, for whatever reason. There's a few health inspectors that regardless of what their bosses have told them from on the high, and we have spoken with them, um, choose to ignore it. They choose to um, completely ignore it and um, and just make up their own rules, like saying, hey, no grills, um, you know, no serving hot dogs from your hot dog cart. Always ask for that in writing, um, and you'll find that it's not there. Now, Let's see. Um, let's move on to. Um, I had put down schematics, but we kind of covered that already, um, and so you'll need that to get your, you know, health department permit or health permit or environmental health permit. Um, let's go to um, locations um, because. That is something you need to be looking for from day one. It's something I get calls about daily, and it can be a little bit um, – you've got to have some self-confidence um, is, is, is what it boils down to. A lot of us go, oh, that'd be a good spot, that'd be a good spot, but are a little too gun-shy to go up there and ask for it or, um, or pitch it to them. Well, you know, I'm just saying, you got to be careful to ask for it. You might get it. Yeah, yeah, you're exactly right. But um, I could guarantee you this. The best way to never get a location is to not ask. Um, it's guaranteed you won't get it. And so if you don't go up there at all, you'll just not get it. The best way to become successful in this business is to test multiple locations and log your results. And even though you have a busy two hours at a location, I had a lady recently in Georgia who um, was changing locations, changing locations, and then she found her one, and she goes, I just don't get it. it. It was so busy, so busy. Well, what was happening is she was having a busy hour or two, and she perceived that as busy, but she didn't keep any records. She just remembered that spot created a lot of work. Well, it did, just a short burst of it. And so what it comes down to is testing multiple locations and 
writing down your results, even if it's on a scratch piece of paper, um, and go, okay, I, I did this today, I did it at this time, and it was on this date of the month. This may sound crazy to you, but the time of the month has a big thing to do with the location. Um, if you're working in an area like a Dollar General, if you're working in an area like a Family Dollar, those types of places, even even Goodwills, things like that, any, anything where there's discounts, Kmart, um, you will find their busiest days are about the last five or six days of the month and the first five or six days of each month. So it's still a pretty good spread of days, but that's when people get checks, whether it's Social Security checks or whether it's um, disability checks or unemployment checks. That's when those checks start rolling in typically. Now, um, another thing is if you are working a or if you've considered working a junkyard as far as I know they don't like the term junkyard, but a parts used parts yard for vehicles. The days when the average guy like me that can have time to, you know, if I work nine to five at the tree service and the only time I'm going to be able to work on my wife's Suburban or her Buick is on Saturday. So Saturday morning, I'm at the pull parts and I'm getting parts and I may be there all day and I may even bring her car and work on it in the parking lot. So the, the point of that is, is you will find if you will write down and keep good records of your locations, you will determine which location works best at which time, and then you start going, okay, well, I have five locations I work every month, but I only work this one on these two days, only two days a month. Then I work this one every Thursday and Friday, and I work this one every Monday from 12 to 2 because that's the best time to be there you will find the right times and the right places to be. Ideally, we all want a spot where we can go work one day a week and make God's money. There are those spots. They do exist. You have to find them. You have to, like I, I lucked up and stepped into the factory job, The and there's lots of people that have lucked up into these jobs. I know a, a gentleman recently in, um, in um, North Florida. He just got a gig with a state park that couldn't afford to operate their concessions anymore, and he's got his hot dog cart in there next to a spring. So you're talking um, he's going to make a gob of money this summer um, all the way through about whatever, October, when, you know, I, I don't know how when it gets cold, um, but it's not like it is up north. You know, it happens late. So... Those are the things that you need to be looking for, those types and, and keeping good records. Um, I do want, and I know we, you know, you feel like you beat a dead horse, um, but I want to cover some locations again. We had a lot of people go back to the previous show where we talked about location, 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 and we discussed different types of locations. While we're on this tonight, Rob and Jason, I'd like to go through as many location ideas as you can even though we've said them before, and um, so that they have another source or another show to come to to find that information. Okay. So whoever wants to be Johnny on the spot and rattle off, you know, 10 or 20 or 100, go ahead. 100. <laughs> no pressure, right, Rob? <laughs> I'll, 
I'll let Rob start. Yeah, Rob muted. <laughs> oh, okay. I'm sorry. I hit the button. I, I didn't realize. Yeah. Okay. Um, well, one thing I talk about with locations is the people that are really frustrated that can't find locations. I talk about. I talked about it in prior shows. Is creating a location. And I talked about the flea market one time. I set up at. Um, I uh, just to test the waters. I found a flea market, and you can get online in your state and and pull up a list, I guarantee you, of every flea market within 100 miles or just in the entire entire state. And I drove over there. I set up and uh, uh, just one day, and I tell this story. I've heard it before, uh, but we've talked. We're repeating some of these things. There's two hot dog vendors already there, brothers, one that sets up in the prime best location. He's been there for about six years. He does really well there two days a week, Saturdays and Sundays. I set up, and literally I could throw a hot dog and hit him with it, uh, I was that close to him and uh, set up, and I did just over 200 and some dollars, 228 bucks or something, uh, the time I was there. This was back in the winter. It was freezing cold. Um, the, the flea market was not packed with people, but it was crowded. It was a decent crowd, but it was freezing cold. They had uh, bonfires out by uh, some of the vendors, like uh, in the fire and the fire barrels, we call them. So it was cold. So I think on a good, nice summer sunny day with me serving lemonade, I guarantee I could go back to that spot and maybe do over $300 in a day. And again, I did this $200 with the, um, with, with the guys that's already been there um, with, with regular clientele. So again, look for ways to create spots or create locations or activities. Look for uh, events you can work, uh, whether that be paid events and or like say a fundraiser catering event those type things, you can keep yourself fairly busy without an actual location. Like, again, doing the flea market at least twice a week, uh, two days a week, you know, Saturday and Sunday. Car shows. Um, there's always these little cruise-in car shows uh, that are they're doing around towns. Usually they're, uh, they're not in a public parking spot like a, where you'd have like a grocery store and maybe a couple of restaurants or something. Those are easy to get into, possibly, and set up, um, and it doesn't cost you anything to do those little cruise-ins. Um, there's all kinds of little events. So, again, don't be so stuck on, I've got to have a location today. Fine. While you're looking for a location, do the fill-in spots. Um, again, like I said, create a location for yourself uh, a couple days, three, four days a week until you find something a little more permanent. Um, that's my take on some of that, and well, I'll get into. I'll let Jason talk too on the actual locations. But that's my. I always talk about when it comes to push comes to shove, and where the rubber meets the road is I've got to make money. And if you just can't get a location, think a little bit. Um, I, and I talk about this uh, before. They cost me, and I forgot to mention this. Cost me ten bucks for the day to set up at that flea market. Ten bucks. That was it. Uh, so $20 for two days, uh, and if I would have worked the Sunday, I'm sure I would have had similar results. Uh, I'd have had about a $500 week in two days. Not bad. It's no, good money. Not bad at all. No. The, um, another crate in your location, Rob, and, and we've discussed this before, is this time of year you have yard sales galore. And when you see one of those huge yard sales advertised in a church bulletin or it's a neighborhood yard sale or a school function yard sale, you ought to present yourself to them. Call them up or go by and see them and go, 
hey, I've got a hot dog cart, and how would you like it if we came by and served your people? They'll probably get them to stay longer. They'll have fun. We're licensed, bonded, insured, and um, and it's a it's a um, it's a blast. So those are ways to create your own income. If you look in the bulletin in your newspaper, there are always events listed. They may be small events like a fundraiser for so and so or a um, you know the of this and that's going to have a, a, you know, a bowling ball challenge or something. Those are all things that you can do to create your own event like Rob was talking about. Um, now, let's put Jason on the spot. I think we covered five or six. Um, Jason, you've only got like 94, 95 to go. Ah, that's All right. <laughs> so uh, let's see here. We've got... Uh, People in the chat talking about like local cruise nights with car clubs, motorcycle shows, things like that. Um, somebody mentioned about school game nights, little league. Uh, we also had somebody mentioned about uh, nonprofits. I mean, you know, we're doing a charity event at the end of this month in Maryland with uh, Vienna and a player from the Philadelphia Eagles. We're feeding, I think, 200 kids and 50 NFL players and coaches, and you know. We're basically volunteering it, but I'm, I'm sure I'll see some goodwill from my distributor for it. But you never know who you're going to meet there. With a bunch of NFL guys, you know, the doors that right. open at an event like that, don't be afraid to also do some of these charity events. I mean, they can lead to really good things. I mean, I've, I've had real good luck with Alex's Lemonade. You know, we talked about that on one of the shows. Um, you know, any of these things, you know, don't don't be afraid to do a lot of these events especially when you're doing a charity event like this and the distributors are giving you all the food. You know, it, it's costing me a day and some fuel to get there, but what I'll get back in goodwill from my distributor, from the Eagles, you know, things like that and contacts you can make are just, you know, great way to lead to other jobs. So, uh, all right, so we talked about uh, car shows here. We talked about motorcycle shows, cruise nights. Um, little leagues, you know, I'm working on a deal with little leagues now that don't have catering or concession stands. So, you know, that's another way to go. Talk about possibly giving something back to the association or the league. And if you have to bring your percentage up, they can supply you with adults to help stock sodas, ring, ring up things, you know, run whatever. Or lower the percentage and cover it yourself. Uh, Little League can be a gold mine on the weekend because, you know, like with me, with two little guys playing cross and jujitsu and football, you know, we can be at a field or an event all day between the two. And myself here, we don't have concessions our sports show. We have beautiful fields, but we have no concessions. So, uh, you know, having a trailer there or a cart there would, you know, be awesome. You know, you can start in the morning. That's the other thing is doing breakfast. Uh, I can't think of who I talked to a week ago. He and his wife are doing fairly well, and uh, he's starting farmer's markets. And he's saying, oh, well, you know, nobody really eats a dog until 1030 or so. And I told him, you know, why not do breakfast when you get there and coffee? You make coffee, put it in the AirPods. You know, there's a lot of different ways to do sandwiches and things. Your bread guy can probably get you muffins and donuts and pastries. And I said, at least you're turning some dollars that way until the lunch crowd starts. So, you know, you got to be willing to think outside the box and be creative. So, uh, 
And there's always you still have all the other spots. You still have this typical street corner spots. You have the the um, factories we've talked about, hospitals we've talked about, and big nurseries, places where they supply plants to different nurseries. There's um, Lowe's Home Depot, Lumberyard. Um, I mean, there is a gob of places um, that you could could do. What I would do is pick out the ones you feel are most promising, closest to you, um, or you know, if you pick out three or four, find those that are relatively close to each other, so that maybe you can work several of them in one week and kind of get a feel. You don't want to run to one and be there a couple days. I get this call all the time. How long do I stay here to tell if it's any good? Um, Well, if it's making you a decent income, stay there even a month, if need be, to kind of get a feel for what the best days are. If you're keeping good records, you'll know that the last week of the month or the first week of the month or every Friday seems to just be crazy busy. You'll know now, okay, every Friday I'm going to be at this location. Then you start narrowing it down and finding some other locations. Um, Let's um, take a short break, and then we'll um, come back with some more locations and move on. Hot Dog Saved My Life, the book. Everything you ever wanted to know about hot dog vending and probably some things you don't, available at benscarts.com forward slash book. Why spend 100 or more dollars when you can get it all for less than 30 bucks? Benscarts.com forward slash book. Get it, read it, and discover how you can cash in and change your life for good. Benscarts.com forward slash book. Feeling lazy? Out of shape? Get off the f-ing couch. Go to benscarts.com and get the scoop on free training, top-notch accessories, link over to the radio show and the blog. Plus, you can get Ben's tell-all book on how you can change your life forever. Hot dog, save my life. It's all available at benscarts.com. Be there. Mobile Food Vendors Association. And we're back live on Hot Dog Vendor Radio, broadcasting live from the Smoky Mountains. We have Jason on the line and Rob on the line. And we have, um, my chat is gone, so if you ask me anything and and I don't respond, it's more than likely because I don't have it up. Um, It was bogging me down for some reason, so I had to turn it off. Um, So I apologize for that. If you want to go to the chat, the live chat room is open at benscarts.com forward slash live, L-I-V-E, or live, however you want to do it. Um, That's benscarts.com forward slash live. If you have a question would like to call in, we would love to hear from you. um, I'm going to try to get to a caller tonight that I'm supposed to call that um, has a neat story that I talked to this week or last week, and... um, I'd like to share that with you as well, but we're going to try to get through all of this stuff. At the top of the hour, in about five minutes, we have – I said the top of the hour. It's the top of the the two-hour program, but 9.30. I'm going to play you all something just out of this world cool. So um, stand by for that. Let's go back to locations. Um, These – Approaching locations, I'm going to give you my spiel, um, which would be, um, hi, my name is Ben. My wife and I have a small hot dog cart. It's how we provide you know, an income. We help such and such. I like 
linking with a charity. Like I, I like helping Safe Space. I like helping the Humane Society. That's just little pet projects of mine, and they help the local community. Fortunately, here and we have one of the largest um, shelters for youth um, in the country. It is right here, um, the Smoky Mountain Children's Home, and there are tons of children, and they're all the time raising funds. So. Anything you can do, you don't have to limit it to one. You can do this month I'm going to do the Smoky Mountain Children's Home, and next month I'm going to do the such and such. If you'll keep the charities local, you'll get more support for some reason or another. People like to know the money's staying in the community. But I will tell them, hey, we, you know, a portion of our proceeds goes here. Um, how would you like it if next week we stop by and serve some of your customers? This could be a dollar general pitch. It could be an advanced auto parts pitch, a pet boys pitch. It doesn't matter. Tell them you're licensed, bonded, insured. You have all the permits to work in the city, state, and county. And um, you will find if you don't ask them, instead you kind of make it as though it's an opportunity for them, you'll get less no's. Some people will just flat out kind of go, yeah, we ain't interested in that. I can almost guarantee you about eight out of ten will say no to you if you say, hey, I got a hot dog cart and uh, – we want to set up in your parking lot and uh, make some money. What do you think? They're going to tell you no. Um, so it's the way you can say the same thing differently and get better results. So pitch it in a way that says that sounds like it's an opportunity for them because in actuality, it does make a better customer experience for their customers to be able to come in or out, and there's this friendly, smiley hot dog vendor um, out front offering a really good meal at a really good price. And so you're a benefit to your community. That's how you need to see it. And if you're – you need to kind of get over that um, that fear of doing that. That is the biggest thing that stops people. This, um, this morning I got a call from a gentleman out west. Um, it had to have been about 6 o'clock his time in the morning. And he called me up and he said, um, I hope I'm not calling too early, and I told him, you know, it's 9 here, so no, it's definitely not too early. And he said, I just can't find a spot. I've been to two different places, and um, they both told me no, and then I, um, everybody's telling me no. And what he didn't realize, I caught the fact that he said I've been to two different places. So, And I wasn't trying to call him out on it, but what I said is, okay, you've been to two different locations. What did you say? What did you say to them? And, well, I just asked him if I could set up. You know, I just – and, well, that was his first mistake. Number two is he, he could never give me what he said as far as – and he may be listening tonight, and I don't say this. You know, I would never say any names. I don't say this to, to beat up anybody because we all have to learn, and I've learned as I went, and I've made some stupid mistakes, and we all have. So – but by telling these mistakes, we can all learn from them. So the bottom line is is he didn't approach them correctly. And, and two, he only approached two. And that's not good enough numbers to to build build a kind of a good pitch. Um, and you don't want to call people. Don't call them. Don't call up and go, hey, I, uh, you don't know me, but I have a hot dog car, and I want to make some money in front of your hospital. You'll just get nosed all day long if you want to do that. And that's discouraging. And those are the kind of calls I'm getting this time of year. People have bought carts, like Rob said. They've been sitting on them because they're scared to death, and they ran across one of my videos or somebody told them, hey, call Ben. He can work magic. 
well, I can't work magic. I can't get you out off the couch or motivate you. But what I can do is give you the tools to to go out there and and face it. It's the kind of business where you're going to have to face the public and you're going to have to put yourself out in front. But if you will know this, you are unique, number one, being a vendor. You've got a neat thing that you're doing that's nostalgic. If you present yourself clean and with your appropriate credentials, with your license and stuff, you don't have to have it with you probably, but if you had it, it'd be great in case they asked. And you said, hey, and you were very polite and calm and say, hey, we're working in the area next week. We'd like um, to stop by here next week. How would you like it if we stopped by next Thursday and, um, and serve some of your customers? We usually like to stay from about 10 to 2. And you, most of them will go, yeah, you know, we'd love that. And what you'll find is once you give them a good experience, you know, maybe feed the manager for free that day. Um, once you give them a good experience and their customers are walking in going, that hot dog guy out there is funny, or that hot dog gal out there, she is sweet as heck. Um, the Those types of things, they'll want you back. They'll want you back and back and back. And I cannot tell you how many times, and I'm sure people on the chat room can can um, attest to this, and Rob and, and Jason I'm sure can, is when you do these types of things, there is a ripple effect that is huge. It's next time John, who manages the family dollar, he's over at his mother-in-law's and telling her about a hot dog guy, oh, you need to have him come to that party we're doing next month. And all of a sudden you start picking up these jobs and you get so many jobs that you start giving jobs away or you add more carts. So I think uh, Darren's experiencing that now in Washington. You know, he got your book, built the cart, got licensed, had some issues, started working, and I, I'm pretty sure he's staying fairly busy now to the point that, you know, I guess he's probably going to be thinking about a second cart soon or, you know, picking jobs, you know, it's kind of being a nice position where you can say, well, you know, I don't want to go to that flea market because I only make 200 but I can go to this event where I make 400 uh, You know, it's a good position to be in. Uh, the other thing with, you know, telling them they need to get out and talk, I'd recommend they talk to at least 10 people a day, whether it's somebody at Lowe's or, you know, getting coffee at the gas station or whatever, but just start practicing your elevator speech. And uh, even in that situation, you're going to come across people who say, oh, wow, you, know, you should call my buddy over here. You know, our general could probably use your or Rob over here at the repair shop or that truck stop. And at the same time, you could be gaining locations, but if you're not comfortable pressing the flesh and talking to people, you're going to get better and it will get easier. So this way, you know, when you get to that store, it's a little easier for you. You know, some of you have probably thought, you think outside the box and you thought, you know, I'll run a radio ad or I'll, um, you know, flyers are probably better than a radio ad. But did you realize if you went to a local charity and you said, hey, Safe Space, um, I have a hot dog cart. Are you all doing an event anytime soon or you go to the Sheriff's Youth League or to the Boys and Girls Club or anything? And you, even if you didn't make anything that day and it cost you $150 in goods, that 150 will have a huge, huge impact on, on – it would be an investment that will return immediately because people will go, well, I didn't know we had a hot dog vendor in town. Or, where do you – you know, how do I get a hold of you? Have your cards. Even if you have to write it on the back of a receipt book, give them a number. Um, you don't have to have all this stuff up first. 
But it'd be good if you can get cards. You can get cards cheap at Vistaprint. They're free. You can get the premium cards, I think, 250 of them free for first-time customers. So definitely um, put yourself out there and think outside the box when it comes to locations. Auction houses. That's another good one that I forgot to mention tonight was there's, like here, you know, a lot of real estate gets auctioned off or estate auctions. They get auctioned off by a licensed state auctioneer. And they'll advertise it for, you know, two months that they're having this big estate auction. Well, they'll call you now, and they'll go, hey, can you come to this auction? It's Saturday, June 17th, and we need to do this, and um, we expect 450 people. And there's so many of these things that you can do that you will turn into a little money-making machine. Hot Dog Mike that we had on the radio a few weeks back, five, six weeks. Um, He's in Arkansas, sold the world's most expensive hot dog. Got the world record for it. He um, is a good example of this, of being good to his community. He gives back, and he's got, um, I, I, I want to say it's a couple thousand followers on Twitter alone, people that are following him to know what's his special going to be today. So he tweets them, and he tweets them that Sally just stopped by and ate two hot dogs. Everybody makes fun of her because she just got off the Weight Watcher side. Or... He does those types of things with his customers, and people love him for it. Pocono's another one. Pocono does does on golf courses and shows up, and he's been doing this since 1991. These people are assets to you in this business, and you can access them through the blog, through the forum over at mymfda.org. That forum has gotten busy lately. I don't know if you all have seen it, but um, and the chat room. You can meet these people, talk to these people, get some advice, share your ideas. Those are things you can do over at the MFBA. I'm going to take a short break, and then we're going to um, have a little surprise for you. Um, um, um. Let me see what I can find. In a world where no one cares, one man on a mission to help hot dog vendors worldwide Boldly facing health inspectors everywhere. Ben? Providing tips and videos to help the less fortunate. It's HDVR Hot Dog Vendor Radio. With Ben and Rob. Brought to you by Mobile Food Vendors Association and Ben'sCarts.com. Yo, I am so excited to play this next. Um song for you. It's the um, Mobile Food Vendor Association song, and you'll hear why here in just a second. It is fantastic, all thanks to Rob Harper. Um, And I know somebody on the chat earlier before I logged off the chat or closed out the window had asked about how to get a hold of him. Um, He's on the forum and stuff, and I know somebody was looking for the contact information. You can email me. I'll forward you anything um, to him you want, and he can... um, he can reply back directly to you, um, and we'll um, hopefully um, he'll help you out because um, the guy is brilliant. Here we go, folks. If your paycheck depends on whether your hot dogs are hot, if your commissary calls for things that you know you. 
you have a health inspector and you need to rectify some situation that you're facing, contact the Mobile Food Defenders Association. When Uncle Sam dips in your pocket, it puts you in a bind. With the money you'll save with your membership, you'll have a big dog cart like mine. Rejoice, you have a voice. Leave a message, you'll hear right back from Deborah Jason. There is no chasing. Just contact the Mobile Food Vendors Association. It's all about the dog playing and pan washing, tongue dropping, ice packing, trailer towing, fun loving crowd. Their heart is in the business, and they'll tell you loud and proud. There's no 30 page application, no BS complications. Contact your mobile food vendors association. We vendors are all one family. MFVA.org will help you when you're down. And every single member has a seven day a week available consultation across this nation. Contact your mobile food vendors association. They represent the burner light and lemon squeezing, onion cooking, dog steaming, mustard squeezing, fun loving crowd. Their heart is in the business, and they'll tell you loud and proud. There's no 30 page application, no BS complications. Contact the Mobile Food Vendors Association. Contact the Mobile Food Vendors Association. I don't know about y'all, but um, <laughs> we're going to get that put up on iTunes so that you can download it because without the static from Blog Talk Radio again tonight, and you, it, it is phenomenal. It is not um, scratchy or anything. It sounds just as professional as everything else Rob's done. It, it is amazing. And so I can't wait to get that loaded up. I'll try to get that loaded up in the next day or two. And you can download it to your phones or your iPods or uh, any MP3 player for free. Um, so what would you all think, guys? That's about as kick-butt as kick-butt can be. That is uh, that is just awesome. <laughs> that was cool. Uh, it's it just, just amazing talent. Um, and, and that wasn't a short song. You're talking about a little over three minutes. Yeah. And... Uh, it was just, it was brilliant. Folks, you're listening to Hot Dog Vendor Radio Live, and if you have a question, please call in. Press option number one. The number to call in is 
888-646-9364. You also can go visit everybody over at the live chat at bencarts.com forward slash live and just start chatting with everybody. If you have a question, you can post it on there. Hopefully somebody will see it. Um, we have Rob from North Carolina. Jason is from Pennsylvania, and they're live on the radio with me. We have some callers calling in, and we're going to try to take those calls real quick, and then I want to go through. We've got about one, two, three, or four more things to go through on this um, Now What um, radio broadcast. So um, let's take a call real quick. Caller with the last four of 7345. You are live on Hot Dog Vendor Radio. Go with them. They're going to be that shy. Me, That's you. Oh, I've gotten this. I'm, I'm on a different cell phone. This is Brian. Hey, Brian. <laughs> I, I forgot what the last four of the phone number was on this phone. <laughs> That's bad, Brian. That's bad. Oh, it's, well, I broke my phone. I had to go buy one of those little track phone cheapy things to get by. <laughs> I had no idea what the number was. Um, I, I brought this up to Jason last week, and I think he had emailed you. Um, if MFEA had, let's say, or cre- could create, like, a pamphlet or something like that, because um, I know I've talked to a couple of the other vendors down here that work the beach with me, and, you know, trying to talk about the organization or something like that. Um, just, you know, something that we could, like, print out that we could hand to maybe another vendor or somebody interested in it or something like that. Um, just, you know, tell us the benefits of, you know, joining the organization and everything like that. I think that's brilliant. I like that idea. Um, uh, maybe Heather... Um, can design something, and then we can put it up on the forum for people to, you know, kind of, um, you know, put in their put in put in their suggestions and comments, and then we can modify it, edit it, and get it printed. That would be just awesome to have, kind of a leaflet, but in a trifold form. Or yeah, anything like that. You know, like say probably say like a PDF format. Um, you know, easy, easily printable from the web. And then, like I say, you print up a couple copies, you keep them on your cart, and, you know, if somebody asks you about getting into the business or something like that, and, you know, have, a, like, a link to your your website and stuff like that also, and just say, you know, here's this organization that I belong to, and, you know, they just they look out for us, they give us discounts and everything like that. If you're looking to get into it, go look at these websites and everything and contact them. Hey, Ben, another thing we can do, too, is create a QR code um, for that uh, printout uh, or that uh, pamphlet. A link to the... Just, uh, yeah, they just links right to the MFBA. We can do a QR code. Um, matter of fact, we might, if I can catch our decal guy in time, I might could even add a QR code to the decal somehow. Yeah, that would be awesome. Um, even if it was a QR code just to the MFBA website, Right. That way, yeah, exactly. Um, that way they can, um, you know, confirm that it's an actual organization. Um, the I like that, Brian. I like that a lot. You still there? I think Brian left us. Um, anyway, um, let's um, let me pull in another call. We've got um, 
I think I know who we have. Is this our South Carolina stripper, um, <laughs> hot dog vendor? That naked dog? Yeah, it is. <laughs> <laughs> How are we doing tonight? Uh, not bad. How's everybody on that side? Doing, uh, doing fantastic. Good. I had to put my shirt on so you guys didn't catch me naked here, you know, practicing <laughs> for Thursday night, you know. <laughs> but uh, I tell you, number one, that song is freaking awesome. <laughs> I just loved it. My wife came in the room and in, in the office here and started dancing. I'll tell you what. <laughs> yeah, I know. That was just great. But, uh, you know, you guys are talking about, um, you know, new locations and stuff, right? Yeah. Check out your local farmer's market. We had we did a farmer's market Saturday. It's only on Saturdays here. It's only for four hours from 8 a.m. to 12 a.m. to 12, you know, to 12 noon. Okay. We did great. Okay. People were very receptive. They had two of the different newspapers where they had taken pictures. They put us on their Facebook page. I mean, just uh, you know, just a nice turnout. And it wasn't a full. Turnout, and it's right in front of the county seat courthouse, so it was really cool, you know. But this weekend, we're going to go back, and you were talking about, you know, just thinking out of the box, right? And uh, credit goes where credit's due, okay? I was talking to Jody this week, and she gave me an idea. And yesterday, we market tested it, okay? We took two of our steam pans, we went down to Publix, got some. Nice country-style biscuits that were already made up. Put one in the steam pan, okay? No water or nothing, just in the pan. The other pan, we put some sausage gravy in it, okay? Heated it up. Took about 25 minutes to get everything nice and hot. Now we called all our neighbors over, and all our neighbors were taste-testing it for us. And they said it was great. So I told my wife, I said, well, you know, the farmer's market is 8 o'clock in the morning. Nobody really wants a hot dog at 8 o'clock in the morning except weirdos like us. Okay. <laughs> but let's do the sausage gravy and biscuits, and then we'll get some coffee. And we'll sell coffee and sausage gravy and biscuits from Saturday morning at 8 o'clock till about 11. And then we'll switch over to the hot dogs. That's smart. Yeah, no. I, I said, mean, you know, always check. You always check. Have to check with your state and make sure you're allowed to serve it. But um, I think it's anytime you can serve something unique like that, like the fruit Deb and um, Darren had done. I think right, that's right. smart. But that's the thing. See, you're allowed to serve anything that's pre-cooked. So we're buying the biscuits. They're already done. They're already cooked. Sausage gravy. You can get a real good sausage gravy out of the can. Okay. And what we did was we bought uh, ready-cooked sausage, crumbled sausage, okay, and added that to it and thickened it up, all right? And, I mean, you know, and, and it, it was just people just loved it in the neighborhood. So that's what we're going to do this Saturday. We're going to go down there Saturday morning and hit the breakfast crowd. That's <laughs> I know. You're going to have to tell us how that goes. I will. I will, definitely so. And I did want to give one person a plug, and I think you know this guy. You, do you know Whitney Martin and Whitney Martin Ben over in yep. North Carolina? Yep. Okay. I spoke to him also this weekend, okay? He makes mm-hmm. some great sneeze guards. Okay. What I'm gonna do, I'm gonna uh put his his uh you know, his website information up on the chat room. Actually I'm yep. doing that right now. Okay. 
And Put it in the people, forum, too, Yankee. Put it in yeah, the forum. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, people should go and check it out. And He makes some nice dynamite uh, uh, Lexon molded sneeze guards. Okay. And the guy is, I mean, just nice, really nice, classy sneeze guards. So, you know, if anybody needs sneeze guards, you know, for their code and everything, they should check this guy out. Yeah, and I, okay. I think that's a good idea because, you know, the only places I know, there's two places in, in um, Florida you can get them, and they're about eight or $900. Yeah, and, and so, he will make you one for about two fifty three hundred. Holy cow. Okay. That's about what it would cost you if you went and bought the Flexan. Exactly, exactly. You know, but, I mean, he has some nice, classy-looking sneeze guards, and they're nice and tall, so they become a nice platform for above the cart as well. Okay, and they're all clear, and it's all molded plastic with rounded corners, rounded edges and everything. I mean, really, really nice. I like it. Yeah, I just wanted to let anybody that, you know, that wants to do it know. And, you know, I will say what I said on the forum the other day. No, guys, I am not getting a kickback from anybody. Okay, I'm just doing this to help people out. Okay? So I want to make that perfectly clear. All right. But that's it for me this week, Ed, this week, Ben, and I appreciate the time. Hey, thank you for calling in, and um, please let us know next week how Saturday goes. Yeah, I definitely will. I definitely will. I'll post some pictures up, and hopefully we'll have a nice crowd in front of the cart so I can uh, fill my screen up with the picture. I like it. I like it. Um, All right. Have a good week, everybody. Have a good one. Thank Thank you. Bye. Want to save even more money? Build your own professional hot dog cart. Save over $1,000 at buildacart.com. Buildacart.com. If you want to roll with a big dog, you need a cart that you can rely on. There's no better way to know your equipment than to build it yourself. Buildacart.com. You want to rock your world? Build this cart. Build it and they will come. Buildacart.com. Lose 10 pounds, grow your hair back, and start smelling better today. Just a few of the side effects from listening to Hot Dog Vendor Radio. We now return you live to Hot Dog Vendor Radio with Ben and Rob. Folks, we're live back on the air, Hot Dog Vendor Radio. We have um, just spoke to Yankee Dogs down there in South Carolina, and... He had mentioned Jody. That's Jody Easley. If you're over on the forums or blogs, you'll know who she is. Very kind and always willing to give of her time. There is a lot of vendors like that and that I'm proud to even be associated with. And um, I love all these new ideas, and the farmer's market's a good one. That is, happens to be one that I tweeted this week, um, not the act of actually working there, but that was one of the gentlemen who his um, city – and said, nope, we don't allow hot dog vendors, and we've changed the rules, and when he showed the PDF and bought it, um, it, it was overturned. So um, there's always, always uh, people in your corner over at the Mobile Food Vendor Association, so if you haven't checked it out, it's free to go over there and, and goof off and go to the forums and go to the chats, and still people will help you out. But if once you get in and you'd like to um, be a part of 
the biggest um, vendor association and be a part of the best group of people, um, you ought to join. And you'll get all your money back and more just in, in the stuff that they offer with it. So I want to move on, though. We've got um, um, supplies. Let's talk about where to get supplies. Um, and then, you know what? Let me do this first. Commissaries. Commissary is another uphill battle um, with some places. And a commissary is just a fancy word for a commercial kitchen. It's a place that a lot of states will require you go and store food. They'll require you to clean your pans and empty your gray water. Um, what this means, if you don't own a kitchen, a commercial kitchen, is that you either have to put one in, qualify yours somehow, some states you can do that, or you're going to have to go to a commercial restaurant and say, hey, I'm, you know, have a hot dog cart and we're required by the state to use a commercial kitchen. Um, I really won't ever be here other than to maybe dump off my gray water every now and then. You can also check it, um, dumping your gray water into the approved, EPA approved, um, waste um, at car washes. Um, in Tennessee, we're allowed to do that. We can dump it in any car wash because that's approved for even worse water than hot dog greasy water. So a commissary can be challenging um, because you, here you are again asking something of someone as a favor, but there's some workarounds. I know Rob's got some tricks that he's used, and there's, um, there's some workarounds with it. There's some places that are getting to where they're opening commissaries for vendors, but if you're not in one of those places, it's going to mean going to a restaurant. The best way to do that to me is to either go to a mom-and-pop type restaurant, a um, small country store grill, and tell them your plight. Tell them what's going on and why you have to have it. Um, you may not ever need to store anything there. You could say, um, I have been told by other vendors that they do this, is say, hey, um, we don't store anything here. Um, I just have to be able to store here if if I had to, and that's all this says. Um, and you get a little commissary letter. Some states provide you a commissary letter. Others require you to just get something written down on a piece of paper that says you have permission to use their facilities. Now, the scary part there is is when you go to approach someone like that and they go, oh, I don't want the extra liability. Uh, you know, I don't want them shutting me down because of something you do. Well, they don't because the two aren't linked. The only way they're linked is that, like, let's say you went in there and made a mess, and then they got inspected right after that. Then that could be a problem. They probably wouldn't be shut down and they get a bad mark, but it, that's the only thing really. But if you're separately licensed and insured, that's something you can tell this commercial kitchen owner to ease their fears I wouldn't bring it up unless they do, but I would bring up that you're licensed, insured, you work independently of them, that you'll probably never see me on maybe on the rare occasion because most vendors will, um, you know, go put that in a deep freezer somewhere else. But even if you don't, even if you just buy your product daily, um, you'll probably not use the commissary that much. Some people do use their commissary as a lock, and so you want to find out. I was going to have to use a commissary a lot. So I went to a buddy. I was lucky enough to have a buddy that had a restaurant, and he said, absolutely, whatever you need, you can use. And so that was easy. 
I teach in the book and, you know, my course and stuff. It, you can go to churches sometimes, have a commercial kitchen because they serve food to the public, even though it's not non-for-profit or non-profit. So you can possibly go that route or the Veterans Affairs or VFWs or there's lots of different things like that. Um, Rob, I know you have some other ideas for commissaries. Yeah, um, a few of them, actually. Uh, As a matter of fact, a lady that I'm helping tonight, uh, that I was helping earlier tonight, kind of gave me another idea um, that um, I never – I may have thought about it, but I forgot that I thought about it. Uh, Let me put it that way, and she kind of jarred my memory. Uh, A lot of places in your town or neighboring towns have a homeless shelter that they feed the homeless on a pretty regular basis, usually daily, Uh, a lot of times – two to three meals a day. Sometimes it's once a day uh, type meal. But uh, she uh, had already spoke with that lady, and what she offered was to um, feed their people whatever day or night or whatever, uh, like once a month or twice a month or something. And she said, yeah, if you'll do that, you could use our kitchen. So... That was one I'd never really thought of because there's no competition. They don't have to worry about you setting up and, you know, selling hot dogs and, and you know, <laughs> running them out of business or anything weird. Or They're not too worried about liabilities and so forth uh, like a, a regular business owner would. So that's a, a real good one is a local homeless shelter. Um, even though this one is nonprofit, they're supposedly, according to her, commercially inspected uh, through the health department. So that works great. Another thing um, that I came up with that I had talked to some people about was daycare centers. That, uh, to me, was a brilliant one that, that somebody had mentioned uh, one time before, and I put it in my little uh, thought book here to keep that on the uh, front of, of making sure to tell people if they're having a tough time looking for commissaries is the daycare centers. Most all daycares serve some kind of meal. Usually it's lunch, a lot of times breakfast and lunch. I know my, my kid uh, at school, uh, his preschool, gets, uh, gets fed twice a day, um, lunch and breakfast. And they are commercially inspected just like uh, any other kitchen would be. And a lot of those privately ran daycare centers could use the money. Um, they, um, or you could volunteer to do a family day. Say, hey, do you ever do a family picnic with all, and, you know, all the kids come? Or graduation day. Uh, you know, a lot of those uh, preschools do graduation. So offer to feed them first in return for using the uh, facility to do the hot dog cart. A lot of them are church-oriented, so they're kind of, in by nature, just willing to help somebody out if they can. So, you know, kind of tell them your story, hey, I lost my job, whatever, I'm, I need a commercial kitchen, I'll be glad to help you guys out around here, feed you guys, maybe even pay a little bit if I had to. Um, how can you help, can, can you work something out with you? Um, those two off the top of my head are really sharp. Um, of course, we talk about AMVETS in a lot of places. A lot of those places are not commercially inspected. you got to look out. A lot of times you go over there and they'll say, yes, we'll do it, but then you go to the health department and say, hey, they're not even inspected because they're a nonprofit. Uh, we don't inspect those folks. So you got to – but those are two good ones that I would highly recommend you go. Uh, and I agree with you, Ben. A lot of these um, little small convenience stores run little grills out of them, mom and pop owned. Um, you know, good talk to them. They would be a good place to start. Um that uh, these big restaurants or whoever, slim and none, and it's just hard to get in with those folks. Um, the smaller locations, um, 
you know, a lot of times they'll have a little small uh, kitchen or whatever that they cook you know, fried chicken, potatoes, and that kind of thing, and they'll sandwiches, and they'll serve them out of their um, place, and just kind of hey, say, you know, I need a commercial kitchen, and need um, here's what I need, and, and you know, don't go into all the details. Oh, I have to go here and do this and do that, and just say, hey, it's just kind right. of a formality. Um, don't get yeah. into too much details with them. If they ask for the details, obviously give it to them. Don't try hiding nothing because uh, you don't want right. something to bite you later on. But, you know, don't it, in the beginning of the initial conversation, don't sit there and tell them everything that has to be done. Just kind of explain the highlights of, hey, I need a place to operate out of and that kind of thing. But if they ask for details, obviously give it to them and go from there. And some of these, you know, some of these will be very kind to you and let you get them. Um, you know, as far as they'll they'll allow you to do it. If you don't have to offer them money, don't. Don't go in there, what would you charge me? Because then right. they see dollar signs. Right. Cool. And they go, okay, I'll give you 500 a month. Now, North Carolina's getting to where there's more of those popping up. There's, I know, a bunch in Florida. Um, there's um, a couple in Tennessee that I've heard about recently that are coming or have started. So, Commissaries are um it, it's a necessary evil, but you only have to get it once and don't let it stop you. Um if you you know, I, I say, you know, Einstein said that um the the definition of insanity is doing the same things over and over, expecting different results. And if you want to truly change the way things are, change what you're doing and you'll get it. Hot dog vendors know this. They changed it. Most of us didn't come here because we always wanted to be a hot dog vendor. Um, most of us came through some other form. We were stuck or we came from another business or um, we you know, lost a restaurant or, in my case, lost a furniture store um, and, or stores. And so there's, there's, we come from different walks of life, but um, so we already know what it's like to change things, what we're doing, so that we can get those different results. And the nice part is is there is a light at the end of the tunnel. You can make it through these things. Um, let's. Uh, hey, Jason, did you have anything on um, commissaries? I know you sent uh, me an article really. the other day. Uh, well, that was one of those um, mobile. Uh, that mobile commissary, that one where they come in and actually drop almost like a land sea container, and they bolt them to buildings or they use them in trailers. But uh, I think those are a little out of reach for us right now because they're, you know, sixty, eighty thousand $80,000. So, but just, but you know, some that... Yeah. I mean, it's still, there's still some people that are doing mobile commissaries. There's some people that have come up with a great idea to create a mobile commissary for an area that has a bunch of vendors. Um, there's also... Um, the because of the economy, there's some benefits. There's, you know, that silver lining to those dark clouds kind of story is there's lots of real estate available. There's restaurants that have closed down. I'm sure you know of some in your town. And especially if they're in an older part of town where they're not the, you know, the people aren't anymore. And so those restaurants may be available for very cheap rent, like three, 400 a month. And you could have a commissary instantly because it already has a commercial kitchen. You get it licensed, and now you can rent it to other vendors as well. And so there's lots of ways to to create income in the hot dog business or street vending altogether. And 
that's just some of them. So keep that in mind um, a- as you go. I wanted to um, – we'll be right back, and we'll discuss some um, suppliers, finding suppliers. He may look like a little boy, but he's built like a man. It's Ben on HDVR, Hot Dog Fender Radio. Want to do this right? Want to succeed and faster than most? Take advantage of LearnHotDogs.com and all it has to offer. Then check out Ben's free video training. And then head on over to Hot Dog Vendor Radio. It's all free. So get on over and start growing the knowledge. You're listening to Hot Dog Vendor Radio with Ben and Rob. Well, it's really not just Ben and Rob. It's Ben, Rob, and Jason, and we're all on the line for you. And if you have any questions, um, we've got about 20 minutes left in the show. You can call 424-258-9364. Press option one to talk to um, us live. Ask a question. If you have a question and you want to put it in the chat room, you can go to benscarts.com forward slash live and um, chat it up with other vendors. The, I wanted to tell you all real quick, the Mobile Food Vendor Association, I know I mentioned it briefly earlier, the free forum is growing, growing. Um, go in and look at all there is. Um, when they decided to go away from the Facebook platform where you couldn't find an article that somebody wrote 10 minutes ago because it was buried three pages down, now you can go in and search by a topic. You can, um, which makes a huge difference when you want to find something right this second. So there is a huge benefit to that forum, and we'd love it if you'd go over. Um, I know that Deb is looking um, for some people to help moderate. Rob's been trying to um, find some people, too, to to help moderate the forum and be contributors, um, you know, as far as regular contributors, because there's lots of you out there that have a lot of knowledge to share and could – create an article that gets posted, you know, sticky noted to the top of the forum. That way it can be used as a reference point for all of us. Um, yeah, let me say something about the forum, Ben. If anybody wants yeah. to, uh, if, you're, if you're just kind of looking at the forum, don't feel like you have to just answer questions. Uh, almost treat it like a blog post, um, and you can create a, a, a post about whatever the case may be. Uh, your your take on buying used carts or whatever, anything you think would be helpful for somebody, uh, if you're willing to put that in writing, um, you, again, you just don't have to answer. A lot of people think forums are designed just to answer questions that people ask, and that's somewhat true. Um, that's kind of by design the way they end up a lot of times, but a lot of people can do – you could do a cart review. Uh, that's a good one. I mean, you could do literally uh, take some pictures of the cart, whatever it is you own. Maybe it's a Ben's cart, maybe it's a whatever, um, and do a cart review and post it online. Um, do review product reviews. Uh, do the um, uh, you do certain um, tongs. Say, hey, we've tried three different tongs. We prefer these for this reason or whatever it is. Um, you know, maybe a grill that you bought and added to your cart. Do a product review. Post it. Uh, those type things. Uh, that helps people out in the long run, uh, and it gets everybody interested in the forum, and it helps people, um, it gets more people interested in doing their own contributing as they learn and do things and so forth. Um, you know, again, product reviews are really big, and, and again, just talk about maybe a location that you found or whatever. So don't feel like you just have to answer questions and that's it. Uh, step in and just post up uh, 
uh, a new post about anything that you think would be helpful to somebody. Yeah, you can you can definitely start a new thread. Um, and right. If it's one, if it's one that is um, just dynamite as far as it's something about used carts, maybe, or some tricks on getting commissaries, or a recipe, or anything like that that needs to be sticky noted to the top, um, it'll get there. So, man, can I uh, mention kind of what we're going, uh, what we're kind of doing with the chat or the forum? Um, absolutely. Well, one thing, folks, what we're trying to do is we're looking at some other platforms to put this chat in because what we're wanting to do is to add some features. If, if you've been following the, the, the chat room at all, uh, and not the chat room, but the forum, uh, you'll notice that there's a. Uh, uh, suggestions uh, section on there, and one of the things that I posted up earlier in the week was we're going to try categorizing everything to where you have categories like general discussion. One will be about mobile food trucks, or one will be about equipment, which includes carts and you know everything else, dog sleds and everything. Uh, another section could be about um, uh, legal issues or insurance and so forth. We'll have everything categorized. So, A, it starts narrowing it down for you to search, and you say, hey, look, I'm, I'm, if you're new new to vending uh, and you're trying to uh, look at what carts are, you can go to the, the equipment section, and you can start looking. Again, you can do, uh, hey, I want to buy a grill, and I'll go into the equipment section, and maybe somebody did a review on the Sam's Walmart grill or whatever and, and so forth. And so we're going to categorize everything, and that's going to make it easier. Um, we're going to do where you can do private messaging where if somebody has a cart for sale, I can private message them, or if somebody posted about insurance, and maybe I had a question specific to them, but I didn't want to put it in the forum um, on, on public uh, where they could see it. I could. Uh, it's like an inbox. It's kind of like a, a behind-the-scenes uh, uh, email, if you will, and it's called a private message if people are not used to forums, but uh, PM, people call them, and we're going to try setting up some things like that. So things are going to evolve here in the next uh, few uh, weeks to a few months uh, with the with the forum, and it's going to be it's going to be the one of the top notch, in my opinion, one of the top notch forums um, for mobile food vending in general. Not just hot dog carts. Obviously, it's going to be leaning towards that specifically, but mobile food vending in general, uh, whether you run a food truck or trailer or any of those things that uh, this is going to be a real good forum for those resources. So stand by, and we'll, we'll uh, work with us, and we'll get some of those things in the works here shortly. We're trying to get everything going. And um, and y'all know, Jason, is if you have an idea or a company you think would benefit the group as a whole, Jason is a master at, at getting in touch with the, you know, the president CEOs of companies somehow. And, and is able to get deals, and he's got some other deals working currently. So there's more stuff coming. Um, so just hang tight, and you'll see um, you'll see a lot of changes coming, and um, you'll be more impressed with how far your your um, membership gets you in MFVA. I, I'm excited to be a part of it, and I'm happy to be a part of it. The I want to talk about um, supplies and you know suppliers and your wholesalers to to find stuff. I get calls or emails from people that go, Hey, how do I get um how do I get such and such? Um, where do I get it? I don't want to go to, you know, Food City or Food Line or Kroger or Harris Teeter just to get my um hot dogs. Well, sometimes when you're starting out you may have to. So you, you may not be able to afford to buy in bulk. I wasn't able to. Um, but in a few short days, I was able to. 
um, it wasn't a huge bulk, but now I'm able to buy them, you know, larger quantities. But at the time, I wasn't able to. But once you are, get you a Sam's Club membership. Um, if you're a member of MFDA, you can go directly to a wholesale buying club. You get a discount there, and you get a longer term if you have one of those in your area. But bottom line is Sam's Club, Cisco, there's a bunch of companies out there. BJ's Wholesale. Um, there's restaurant depots in parts of the country. There's Costco's. And you'll be able to find good quality foods that you can um, purchase and and sell. One of the questions I get a lot is, is what kind of hot dog do I serve? I've got this on the blog, so feel free to go over there. But the, the, the general consensus is do a taste test at your house with friends, neighbors, cut them, you know, put them on buns, put two thick colored toothpicks in them so you know what colors represent what brand and try them out. Um, I would stay away from your, you know, store brands, you know, like Ballpark and Oscar Mayer, even though those are good brands and they're popular brands. A hot dog cart, you want to have something unique, not something they ran down to the convenience store and picked up. Um, so that's – what about suppliers? Do you all have any input there, Jason, Rob, um, on on getting your – mostly your food supplies, but any supplies? Uh, the one thing we were talking about the taste test, I mean, I did up the vendor. You want me to buy this hot dog? Give me samples. You know, let them give you samples. I mean, when I contacted Vienna the next day, I had salesman here with, uh, you know, three different types of dogs and sizes in uh, a cooler, handed them to me saying, you know, let me know what you think. Um, but, yeah, the taste test, I mean, it, it also is regional. I mean, I know, you know, in some areas they're like Sabret, some areas Vienna goes real well, but uh, was it Cayman or Cayman? In other areas, and uh, yeah, you know, what I what I like might not sell where I'm at. You know, somebody like Darren that moved from Philadelphia all the way out to Washington. Well, let's just say Darren likes beats and watchings. It's you know big here in Philly. That doesn't mean it's going to go for him out there in Washington. So he might have right. to bend to you know ballpark or whatever is the popular dog in that area. And uh, you know, don't be afraid to do that. But you know, look at ways to punch it up, like Ben talks about in the book with you know, bouillon in the water or doing it in beer, you know, cider or something to set yourself apart from the other guy that's selling Brand X. Yeah, Pocono and Hot Dog Mike both said they have a secret concoction. They put in the water and flavor their dogs. And when they ask, people ask, what kind of dogs are you serving? Well, it's a Pocono hot dog or it's a Hot Dog Mike hot dog. This isn't isn't Sabred or Nathan's or Vienna, but I can tell you Vienna is my personal favorite, but it doesn't mean it's going to be everybody's. That's why you do a taste test. But Vienna um, is an amazing hot dog. But Sabret's a good dog. Um, Nathan's is a good dog. I use Bakers and Chefs on my cart and have forever. Um, But I use the all-beef one I get at Sam's. Um, And it's good. And if you season it a little, you can even make them better. So there's there's a lot of good ones. Something that you brought up just a second ago about getting – we had a guy call in a couple weeks ago that – he got all his um, samples for free. You know, he called several different, three different, I think he said, companies, meat companies, and they sent him all the samples for free. Well, one of the, another gentleman, I think it was in Indiana, got samples of different brats, and they sent him maple-flavored brats, maple-flavored or maple syrup-infused brats. And... He started serving those for breakfast. He now runs a cart only for breakfast. 
yeah. with broth. Breakfast, broth. breakfast can be breakfast can be a huge addition to your cart. A lot of times, breakfast, if you're in the right place, can outdo lunch. You know, if you're in an area, I mean, it's something to think about. And less less tournaments. It's going to be cheaper all the way around. Yeah, Ben, we were talking about, uh, I know you talked about and you said, hey, make sure you check with your local folks. Uh, Make sure that you can legally sell certain things or whatever. Um, As we in the South like to say, there's more than one way to skin a cat. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, they don't say what kind of bun you have to have. All right, they don't say it has to be a hot dog bun. So if you want to do, say, the biscuits, <clears throat> take those um, maple-flavored brats like you're talking about, slice them kind of long ways, and put them on the, like a biscuit. Um, you know, you could do that if you truly wanted to do a biscuit instead of a, a hot dog-type brat. Or you, for breakfast, you could figure out a different bun that's more oriented towards a breakfast-style bun. Uh, I don't know if you could wrap them in maybe an English muffin. You know, English muffins you just cut in half. Uh, you know, think outside the box, but you're still using a brat. You're just using it. You're wrapping it in an English muffin or yeah. something different. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, more, yeah you just got to think a little bit, and, and if the health farmer says anything, say, hey, I'm selling brats. I just happen to put them on English muffins. They're still bread. Yeah. You know, they don't regulate what kind of bread. Excuse me, Jason? Uh, you can take a pita. Cut off the top and have that pocket and stuff. That, you know, like what you're saying, cut it in half, cut the broad in half. Right. Absolutely. Inside a pita shell. You know, like you said, it's still so broad. Yep. Exactly. So um, that's why I say, if you get a little creative, you can uh, figure out a way. Like I said, sometimes these, uh, you know, hot dogs only uh, type mentality with some of the inspectors, but say, hey, I'm selling hot dogs, and you can look. There's tons of products out there. Um, that kind of can get you around that. Uh, again, the, the maple flavor brats, I'm glad you brought that up because that's a classic example of figuring out a way to open up a different um, stream of revenue and a different time frame you could set up. So uh, just like I said, think about how you can switch some things around. And we know some vendors right now. Rob and I have been talking to a vendor, and he's been on the program, and super nice guy. <coughs> and he has, he has told me about some stuff where he's doing some – trying some breakfast foods on certain days so there's some you can be as creative as you want and you can turn this into a huge money maker for yourself by trying some different things and and weeding out the ones that aren't so good for you um a lot of people will jump into this and and add 18 condiments and 16 different types of hot dogs and broths and sausages and and you're killing yourself. If you'll keep it simple, you'll come out ahead. And especially when you get started, when people see a hot dog cart, they expect a hot dog. And so you can, as you get more familiar with your cart and faster at serving, you can expand. But always know, with expanding of your menu comes more risk and cost as far as chance of lost food, food that you have to throw away, stuff like that. So... Keep that in mind. If, you, if you've got jalapenos on your cart, but you're only selling a half a cup a week, probably don't need jalapenos on the cart, even though those two people won't be back. Um, it's probably not worth carrying anymore. So there's, there's things like that that you want to consider when you're, when you're weighing out your cost. The biggest things I can tell you, once you've done all this and started going, keep good records. Even if they're not, you know, they're just your hen scratched on piece of papers. 
keep records so that you can look back and go, you know what, Thursdays are just historically really good over there at Advanced Auto Parts. Or, and then you start figuring out the best times or the best management of your time, and pretty soon you can narrow it down to where you're working three, four days a week or three days a week. Some people work two days a week. Um, you've got to do these things, though, in order to make it work. You can't just go, I'm going to just keep plugging along, and eventually it'll start kicking off, and I'm going to start taking off three days a week. It isn't going to happen that way. You have to start managing your time, budgeting, and figuring out what to do next so that you make the best use of your time and your day and your menu. Um, that's that's really all I've got. I think we covered um, the now what's very well. Um, Jason, Rob, what do you think? we miss anything? I, I can't think of anything, Rob. Nope. Um, you know, I'll just say on the last thing we're talking about, the um, suppliers or whatever, you know, I buy – um, I carry a Hillshire Farms all-beef uh, sausage that I buy direct and um, uh, from uh, Walmart. I don't, I don't. It's one of those things. I don't sell enough of it, but I want to carry it. I don't have to, right. you know, go to some wholesaler. As a matter of fact, I, if I could buy it from a wholesaler, that'd be great. I couldn't find a sausage that I liked that I felt was good. So, you know, again, look, make sure you're not paying too much, and it works within your what you're selling it for. Um, but even paying full retail. I think it's like fifty cent a sausage. They sell them in a six pack. Um, a six pack's like two ninety nine. So works out great. Um, I can pick up just a handful of them because you know when you start carrying sausages, stuff like that, folks. I promise you, hot dogs will outsell sausages and all that. Usually about ten to twenty to one. So mm-hmm. you'll, you'll sell a lot more hot dogs than you will sausages. But you know you don't have to always buy at a wholesaler. Um, depends on what it is. You know. You need cups. Go to Walmart and buy them. If you know, if you don't want to buy 500 to a lot of times, if you buy cups, are 500 to a case or something weird. Um, it's a lot of cups. So if you don't need to do that, you don't have to. But you know, that's another option. The Dollar Tree, Dollar Store type places. Uh, you know, you can buy your napkins there. They're a buck. You know, if you don't want to spend a bunch of money in the beginning uh, and buy in bulk, like Ben said, um, you know, go to the Dollar Store, buy you a pack of napkins. Usually, there's about three or four hundred napkins uh, for a buck, uh, pretty cheap. You know. Yeah. There's a lot of things you can do. If you can replace your ice for ice packs, except with your drinks. But everywhere you're else you're using ice, start using ice packs, frozen milk jugs full of water, um, anything to create um, free ice for yourself so that you don't have to keep buying ice. Ice can be expensive. It's not horrible. But every time you cut back, you may pick up another 500 a year just by doing that. Well, that's a chunk of change, um, 500 bucks. And so I, um, there's lots of, there's more to all of these things, but that should get you going. If you're struggling, those steps, getting over to the MFBA and get on the free forum and, and get some advice. If you go to learnhotdogs.com, there's a one-on-one training section at the top. There's people on there willing to help. There's lots of assets to your at your disposal so i'd get on those things something i wanted to tell y'all before we close out the show tonight is um follow me on twitter i don't bombard you but i do i started putting all the news stuff on there when people send me news articles and stuff um i tweet those out um and 
the if you're listening to the radio show for the first time and you haven't already, you can subscribe. It'll remind you before the show, each show. Um, the, the There's no cost to it either. Um, something I'm doing personally over at Ben's Cards is I have live chat um, typically every day, um, and you'll talk to me if you just click it. So you can be on any page, have a question, or you just need to know something real quick. Jump over there, and and you can always call me. But if you um, just need something real quick, just hop on the chat and get a quick answer. I'm not always on there, but I try to be on there a big part of the day. So if you need help that way, I'll be happy to um, to try to help you. Are you enjoying the show? Want to hear more for free? Head on over to blogtalkradio.com forward slash Ben's Carts or Google HDVR, Hot Dog Vendor Radio. All the jam-packed episodes are available, and they are all free. And now you can get them through iTunes. Subscribe today. It's half off, and half off nothing is still nothing. You're listening to Hot Dog Vendor Radio with Ben and Rob. Mobile Food Vendors Association, MyMFVA.org. If you like specials and freebies and discounts off carts from the leading manufacturers, you need to check out MyMFVA.org. You can get discounts on everything you will need to run a successful business. They'll even tell you where you can buy all those necessities at the absolute lowest price. For more details, visit MyMFVA.org. To all of those listening that have um, either purchased at Ben's Carts or have bought accessories recently and you like them, I'd love it if you'd go over. We have a new website. Um, go into the shop, the shop, the store, and rate that item or leave a comment for it. It will help me. I'd be um, thankful, very thankful that you would do that. Um, if you are feeling froggy, um, bounce around on there and hit the Google Plus and the Twitters and the Facebooks and all that stuff. All of that stuff means something in Google Juice, which puts you up in higher ratings and stuff, and um, I would certainly appreciate it. Um, for us here at Hot Dog Vendor Radio, um, I'm Ben. We've got Jason on the line and Rob on the line. Um, we all do this um, out of the love of our hearts for the business and for y'all, and I thank all those that participate, the Bryans, the Yankees, the Darrens, the, I mean, there's tons of people out there, the Jodies, that that help this industry and help each other, and you will find, if you're listening to this for the first time, you will find no better group of people on the planet, and um, they, they all donate their time, we all just um, do it to help each other out, and we love it. We thank you for joining us tonight. And um, this broadcast will be available for download in about 20 minutes um, on iTunes as well. So you can um, download it on there. You don't have to have iPods and that stuff to listen to it. Um, Jason or Rob, y'all have anything to add before we go? We've got about a minute left. I got one thing real quick. I uh, just want to see if everybody can post on the forum or somewhere or email me. Uh, Amerigas. Does everybody kind of have an Amerigas near them or can get to them? I uh, just want to hear some thoughts on that. Rob? Uh, what was that? I'm sorry, I was sidetracked hey, well, here. Let's tell um, um, your email address is um, Jason B. B is in Brown um, at 
dot org. Um, Rob's is Rob T is in Tom. Rob T at mymfva.org. Um, Deb's is I think just Deb at mymfva.org. And um, if you just have a general question or anything, or help log it in or anything, you can just send admin, and they'll get to the right person. That's admin at mymfva.org. We're going to be gone now. We thank you for joining us. And I've got to find, I have a cue to lead us out. And I'm going to find it before we go. (laughs) Hot Dog Vendor Radio is brought to you by the Mobile Food Vendors Association and Ben'sCarts.com. Also by the letter H and the number 4. Tune in next week for more of the very best vendor information money can buy on HTVR, Hot Dog Vendor Radio. Hey, um, Rob and Jason, we're still live, and this is being recorded, so this will go down as part of the show. Um, I was thinking, and Rob brought this up this week, and um, I think there's a um, planned meeting with a bunch of us um, next Monday, if possible, on Skype or some way that we can all talk. Um, Skype is probably the best and the cheapest because it's free. Um, But Rob had brought up um, a promotional thing. What do you all think about doing um, a giveaway with um, forum posters? Be pretty cool. Um, well, if y'all talk, since you know they're not right here with us, um, what do you what are you thinking? Like their, your book and uh, well, anything. I mean, the Mobile Food Vendor Association. We we could get Onion Crunch. We could get um, maybe something from Vienna. Um, and do the 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 most posts for the month kind of deal or something, um, yep. and 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 try to get all of the sponsors to do something, or even if they didn't do something I, every I, month, they did something every other month or every six months or something. Yeah, I think that'd be good. Try some uh, you know, try some activity there. I mean, it, it's starting to definitely grow. Um, seeing a lot more. You know, people on there, and a lot more questions, and you know, uh, like Rob said, I mean, you know, another year from now, being able to go back and search is just going to be, you know, really valuable. Oh, it'll be a huge value. Um, Facebook just didn't offer that, and so I'm glad that the consensus was to move it off Facebook. <coughs> um, well, I'm going to close out the show. I hope y'all have a good night, and um, thank you again. No problem, guys. See you have guys. A good night. Yep, you too. See you later.